QSYNC. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to FUSIC. Okay, welcome everybody to the FUSIC podcast. My name is Craig Miller, and I'm always accompanied by the one and only Mr. TJ McInnes. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Craig. How we doing, buddy? I'm doing good, just in the beautiful city of St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis. Uh, recording from a hotel room as usual, and uh, just excited about the guests that we have on, but wanted to see what, you, what your plans are for the weekend, man. Well, we have a, a wedding this weekend, Craig, and um, actually, I'm looking forward to, uh, over Halloween, Craig, I ended up buying three uh, Beast costumes, uh, two of which I think are lost in transit somewhere. Well, one I know is lost in transit in China. Somewhere, that's what happens when you try to buy something that was um, almost 50% off what uh, another price was on Amazon. And then uh, I ended up finding a Beast costume at the last minute uh, for my daughter, who was uh, Belle for Halloween. And she's 16 months, and all she keeps saying is, Belle, Belle, and then Papa, Papa, Papa's Belle's dad, Papa. So... The video yeah, on we, Facebook was priceless, for sure. It was it was a it was a wonderful moment, man. Yep, a uh, wonderful awesome. moment. And I, I loved uh, uh, Laura Hayden's comment about the wedding. I made sure she understood that that no. she's never going to be able to date any guys. She's actually not even going to no. talk to guys. So, not even close, man. Yep. So, so <laughs> made that very clear. How about you, Craig? What do you have going on this weekend, buddy? <laughs> well, Auburn plays at 11 a.m. tomorrow, so. That's that's about all I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna yeah. relax. I'm gonna get home tonight, and um, we have a new territory manager. I'm very excited about Mr. Jeff Lambert in uh, in Chicago. So I am going to uh, we're gonna spend some time with him, doing some onboarding stuff this weekend, and uh, getting the game plans together for awesome. how we're gonna grow that market. So uh, excited about that. So I spend some time kind of chilling Good, this man. weekend, but also working. So. Uh, without further ado, love to introduce the the lovely Miss Katie Johnson. How you doing, Katie? Katie. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing wonderful. So I, I've got to I've got to start this off a little bit by telling how my friendship and um, companionship started with uh, Katie, and uh, I've told the story about how I didn't even know what a welcome call was. Um, when I started with Colonial, well, Katie was a was a very important part of actually explaining to me that people had to purchase, you know, policies, and we had to do an enrollment, and and there actually was a welcome call, and this is how you do it. So she was she was right there in the midst of it when when I started my career at 22 and came into the office, and I know she always makes fun of me for for one thing. I'll let her joke on that, but. Uh, um, <laughs> But it's it's been a fun fun six and a half years getting to know you, Katie. I've loved watching your career, and now just excited that I get to work alongside of you again as well. So, Absolutely. how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So my um, you teed me up nicely for my my favorite um, Craig story. Um, I was um, in the office, and Craig was probably going to the gym or something um, after work that day because. He was carrying his um, portfolio in his arms, and sitting on top of his portfolio were his shoes. And <laughs> the first really significant thing I remember learning about Craig is that he has the biggest feet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember looking at, looking at his arm full of those shoes and thinking, 
oh my gosh, that kid's got big feet. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, you know, my uh, my strongest early yep. Craig Miller. You got to make an impact somehow, right? Um, you know, there you yeah, go. Yeah, got to got to make an impact somehow. But in oh, all seriousness. Well. Um, being able to see, um, you know, who you were and, and to your point, what you knew in those early stages compared to um, who you are now professionally and personally and as a leader. It's been amazing to watch your career just explode over the last few years. Well, I can really honestly has. say, Katie, I, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have made it through that first couple of months if you were in the <laughs> office. So I have a lot to thank for you. So thank you. But um, so... Katie, do you mind just we're just going to kind of tee this up and, and you have an incredible story as well and, and background. So why don't you just tell us your Fusick, your Fusick story for everyone who said I couldn't? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I um, I grew up in a pretty awesome household. Um, I grew up knowing that my parents always believed in me, which is a, a really big part of shaping who I am. Um they weren't perfect by any stretch, not any more perfect than I am as a parent today, but there was never a doubt in my mind that they absolutely believed I could do anything. And uh, so I, I did really well in school, um, uh, ended up getting a full ride scholarship to a small private college in Alabama, um, uh, half academic scholarship, half away scholarship, and went off to school and everything was going to be great and I had all these grandiose plans. And... Um, Ended up about halfway through my freshman year of college, I find out that I am pregnant. So within a very short period of time, just a few weeks, um, my then boyfriend, now husband, and I are married. We've both dropped out of college. We have crap jobs that neither one of us want to have, but we got to do something. And um, that sort of characterized the first 18 months or so of our, um, of our marriage and of my, really of my adult life. Um, I had jobs that were just jobs. I just had to have a paycheck, had to have a way to try to provide for my new family, and really didn't have any direction or any idea what I wanted to do at that point. So um, I ended up working in this advertising firm, not in a sales or marketing position, but in essentially what was like a, a coordinator for us for this team of salespeople. So I was responsible for managing other people's paper and schedules, which is a terrible thing for Katie Johnson, by the way, <laughs> like the worst <laughs> humanly possible role for me. <laughs> and then to make it worse, um, the office was full of women who all pretended to like each other and didn't, which is also a terrible environment for me. I don't do, I don't do uh, fake well. It's really uncomfortable. And I kept getting, getting put in these positions to hear someone, you know, badmouth another person, and then the other person would walk in, and they were suddenly friends again, and it was really uncomfortable, so. Oh, bless your little bones. Oh, yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> awful. So, so within about three months, I quit. I didn't have another job, and this was my first, quote-unquote, real job. Before that, I'd done retail and things like that, so I quit. Didn't have another job, have this, you know, new family at home. And so I start looking for something. At the same time, my mom was a DGA at the time and her cop, her office manager person, um, was, uh, married to a guy in the military and they'd been transferred somewhere. So, you know, it's 2001. She has nobody to deal with paper because paper is still a problem at this point. And so she asked if I would come into the office for just, you know, a few hours each morning um, while I was looking for a job. And she paid me a few dollars an hour if I could just try to help her 
you know, tackle this mountain of paper that had piled up in the front office. So I say sure, and um, within, I don't know, three or four days maybe, I've noticed that there is a very definite pattern happening in this place. Um, first of all, everyone who comes in and out of it is happy. <laughs> um, I don't hear anyone talk crap about anyone else and then pretend to like them. This is a plus. <laughs> and then on top of that, I noticed that the benefit counselors would come in and grab brochures. They'd leave for, you know, a few hours and come back to submit their business because, again, it's 2001. You needed a phone line to do that. And um, tell me how much money they had just made and tell me how many lives they had just protected. And it didn't take long for me to decide that I didn't really know what in the heck these people were doing, but I wanted to do it. So um, literally, I think day three or four, I walked into my mom's office and said, I don't know what that girl does, but I want to do it. Elena knew what she was doing. Can I do that? She knew what she was doing. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, of course she did. That was the the master plan. (laughs) Um, So, um, you know, it it didn't take long at all for me to um, get through the licensing process and start um, learning how to be a benefit counselor. And so... Um, you know, last week in the podcast, um, Andre talked about the fact that his person, his, uh, you know, who said he couldn't was himself. And that period in my life is a perfect example of that same thing. Um, leading up to finding colonial life, um, I was in an ugly, ugly place and I had completely stopped believing that I was going to be able to do anything great with my life. Um, I just sort of accepted the fact that, well, I missed that opportunity, so let's just see what we can do to get through this, and, you know, we'll be okay, but um, I'd lost kind of the, I guess I'd lost the dream is the best way to put it, that I would do something amazing, and being in that situation where um, I could sort of catch a, a spark and where I was surrounded by other people who actually did believe in me. They didn't have a reason to, you know, um, but they did. And uh, so, you know, flash forward, I had, I was a benefit counselor for about six months. I was an opener for a year. Um, I was a regional instructor for almost three, a DGA for six. And then I've been in this role as territory manager for the past six years now. And so I guess, I guess my main message is this. You know, if if you're in a rut, if you're in a place where you can't see that the dream is still possible, don't give up hope. Um, Find a home. That's a big part of it. You have to find the place that you are uniquely gifted and um, created to be. Find that place. Find your home. And accept the fact that it may not look exactly like you think it's supposed to look. (laughs) Um, but find that place that's your home and then believe in yourself again. Um, and if you're not the person who's in a rut, if you see someone who is, be willing to be their belief. Believe for them until they can come to a place where they actually have the, the strength to do it themselves. Um, it's incredible the impact we can have on other people's lives when we just choose to actually meet them where they are and believe they can do great things and not be afraid to tell them that too. So that's my story. Uh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Katie. Um, you, you brought up a couple good, um, many good, good things there, but uh, a few things in particular I want to touch on. You're talking about you were in a rut 
uh, and you stopped believing in yourself and all these things kept happening to you. Uh, Heath would always tell me when I started out in this business that I would go through more struggles than most because wow. I'd be able to impact more than most. And when he was telling me that, I would say, you know what, he's just, he, I still have the text message he saved, he sent me uh, that. W- and, and I kept saying to myself, he's just saying that, he's just saying that. But it was a, it's the truth. And, and why I believe it's the truth is because the more struggles that you're going through, Katie, um, having your child, having to uh, leave school, having a, uh, being a part of a job that the culture was bad, um, coming into this new business, all these things going on, you are able to now in your roles, in multiple roles with Colonial, relate to so many people at so different yeah, levels. absolutely. Uh, because of your struggles. And, and from leadership, if you're the person that can, can dig down deep and, and, and revisit those emotions personally, you can then share that with other people who are going through those same struggles, and they're going to completely understand what you're saying and relate to you. And you know what? You might have saved somebody who was in that rut because now they have someone who believes in them. So uh, kudos to you, Absolutely. Katie. That's, that's what it's a beautiful about. thing. Yeah, that's. I, I wanted to just. I was sitting there, and it maybe really kind of. I had to sit back in my chair and, and reminisce a little bit because exactly what you just said was so similar to why I, you know, knew Colonial was the right <laughs> fit. And, and I want to kind of back it up a little bit. Back it you know, up. One back thing it that up. I always try to. One thing I always try to tell my. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Hey, you you still got that dancing mode going hey, on with the beast hey costume, don't you? Are you still wearing that? Have no. you taken the beast no, costume off, DJ? That's a really creepy visual. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, but. But, Katie, you know, one thing I always, and you've heard me say this before, and some people just look at me like I'm crazy when I say it, is I never read a resume anymore before we call someone to come in for an interview. And the reason for that is because neither one of us, Katie, you nor me, would have ever gotten a call from a random individual off of our resume when we started. Amen. Because mine was... Mine was a 22-year-old kid, still in college, um, can't drive because he has epilepsy, and has a kid on the way because everybody wants to hire that guy, <laughs> you know? And so it was like, you know, one of the things where, you know, you look back and you go, hey, that is the reason why, and the reason that Colonial saved our lives, and not just our careers, not just anything, but truly saved our lives was the culture that we saw because exactly what you just said was when I walked into that office, whether it was Billy Farr's office or the Montgomery Territory office, I knew there was a lot of people that loved doing what they do, and that was something I'd never seen before outside of baseball. And I said, I don't know what these people are doing. They're all driving very nice cars. They're all making money, and that wasn't just that was a small part of it. It was the fact that they loved coming to work. It was energized. It was fun. People got along. People enjoyed being there. They got early, stayed late, and it was a competition, and it was a team environment, and that was the culture that I was brought into, and the culture is the reason why I stayed with Colonial and the reason why I'm still here today, and so anybody out there, make sure that your culture is correct. Make sure the culture is what you want it to be because you have a culture no matter what, but it better be what you want to be, so I, 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 that was awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Um, that's what it's about. I mean, the the reality is the environment that we each walked into and the environment that we each as people have an opportunity to help create um, can either be what repels or what attracts. 
And um, the unfortunate truth is that we'll always attract someone and it will always repel someone and it's usually going to attract people who are like it. So if you want your culture, if you want your team to be made up of people who have a particular um, set of values and a particular set of um, attributes, then you got to display those things and they have to be, um, it has to be intentional. It doesn't happen on accident. That's right, Katie. Uh, You've had different roles with Colonial, uh, the uh, Benefit Council, Opener, uh, DGA, uh, instructor, TSM, you've, you've excelled at, at all of them. Uh, touch on what you believe are the two or three different matrix or formulas that have helped Katie Johnson become successful uh, in, in her own, I would say, her own way or her own beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of a a funny question because um, I had been a DGA for three years before I ever stopped to try to figure out what was the reason that this thing was working. (laughs) Um, You didn't have time. You didn't have time before. (laughs) I I I didn't. I didn't. And I was just operating on this this, plane of, well, things are always going to be great. (laughs) And so let's just keep going. (laughs) And it wasn't until um, the home office decided to pick two of us in the country. And at the time, it was Steve Polk and me. And send a team out and film us for a few days and ask us what we were doing. That I realized, crap, I don't know what we're doing. Those, <laughs> I don't those, have a clue those what we're videos doing. helped me <laughs> in 2011, know. by the way. Those videos helped me, so thank you, well, Katie. I'm, yes. I'm glad it helped, but wow, was it an eye opener for me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so um, I would say that for the first season of my career, um, that would be just blind faith. <laughs> and, um, and, and such an incredibly high level of belief that failure or even even bad moments weren't really even an option. They not they weren't an option. Like I wasn't willing to accept them. They just didn't cross my mind. Um, so an incredibly positive outlook and a really high level of belief characterized the first season of my career here. Um, and that is still something that um, is sort of a rescuer, so to speak. So, you know, I'm much more a student of our, of our business now and I'm much more intentional. You have to be. That, that, that isn't the only thing that can sustain you forever. Just believing it's going to be great doesn't last forever because stuff happens, right? <laughs> stuff happens. You got to have a plan. <laughs> um, but um, that is still a big part of what carries me um, is, is the belief that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm in the place that I am called to be. I am touching the lives of people who need me. And because of that, because I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be, then it is easy to have hope that great things will come from that, period. Great things will come from that. Um, It doesn't make sense that they wouldn't. It's completely illogical. So that's a big part of it for me. Um, Another thing, too, though, is... um, you know, when when we enter into something new or different, whether that is a new role or a new a whole new company or even a completely new career path, a change in careers, when we're when we're facing something new, um, we have two choices for how we're going to approach that. We can approach that thinking, I already know everything, so why on earth should I bother to ask anyone else? Um, or we can um, accept the reality that it's new, and because it's new and it, 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 and it isn't new for someone else, maybe they have something good to share <laughs> and um, to be willing to be coached. 
Um, I really do feel like for me, as I've changed roles throughout my, um, my career, my willingness, my, even my desire to be better, wanting to be better and, and recognizing that that often means um, that the fastest way for me to reach that place of being better is actually to seek out someone else who's willing to coach and mentor me through that. Um, so I guess it's kind of a combination for me of um, believing that great things are not just possible but are expected, um, being willing to be coached, and then finally just not giving up. Um, Resilient. Yeah, you just you can't give up. I mean, even when even when it feels frustrating, crappy days, or even quarters, um, you have to believe that you're doing the right things and you're doing them for the right reasons and don't stop. Um, it will come around, it'll pay off, and you just can't stop. Um, so yeah, that's it for me. You gotta have that, awesome. G, that GSD attitude, that get stuff done attitude right there. there you get go. stuff done. I might have edited that a little bit for the children listening to the podcast. <laughs> yes, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> oh, Katie. Shout oh, out to Hayes. That's right. Shout out to Hayes. He uh, Hayes has his first loose tooth, and he is beyond excited about it because he thinks yeah. that he's going to get enough money from the tooth fairy to go buy a Lego set. And we <laughs> that's had to a explain kind tooth fairy. Right. We had to explain to him. It's a kind that, tooth fairy. That's, right. not, that's not how this works. <laughs> you know? you got to lose them all, buddy. You lose like, them all, just, we might be able to get a Lego set. <laughs> you, oh, I know. You might get a paper form of currency, maybe. Like, but it's probably going to be awesome. some sort of coin. <laughs> so, right. Right. Uh-oh. But, Katie, if. If you could go back and you could give, how what was the exact age when you came on to Colonial? How old were you? Um, I was I turned twenty one right after I started, so okay. I started in February and I turned twenty one in May. All right, so if you could go back and give twenty one year old Katie Johnson one piece of advice on that day, what would you tell her? Mm, wow, that's a uh, that's heavy. Um, You know, it's it's kind of ironic that you ask that because when I think about um, kind of the path that I've followed, um, I don't know that it would have been a good thing for me to have figured anything out any earlier than I did. It's an honest <laughs> um, answer. It's you know? an honest answer. It's a great I mean, point. I, it's a great I mean, point. I mean, it's the truth, you know. Um, I don't know. I, one of the things I've learned about myself is that sometimes things have to suck <laughs> really bad. For me to get to a place where I'll actually hear the message. Yeah, <laughs> embrace the suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe that's it. Maybe that's the message that I would give her is, um, you know, when when things are really really tough, look for the lesson because the lesson is there. And um, when they're really really bad, that's probably when you're in a place where you'll actually hear it. Yeah. You you also think that's it's true. the thrill. That's very true. You know, there's there's a there's a <laughs> well, the Al Pacino yeah. <laughs> movie. I forget. I think it's any given Sunday, where he talks about the at the last minute, the second, or you're an inch too short, an inch. Uh, it's all about game of inches, and the thrill of maybe not getting there, but getting there, it just keeps people alive and keeps it energized. And as much as we don't like it. I think some of us thrive for it. Well, I mean, there's no doubt. I don't know about you guys, but every paper I ever turned in was written the night before, and every project was done at the last minute because 
having the pressure of, oh, crap, I'm not going to get there is often what pushes you over the line to get there. Katie, the difference is, and I don't mean to interrupt you, is that you waited the last minute to turn in a paper. Craig and I didn't turn in the paper. We <laughs> we turned it in two days later. We, we had really good friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was more my that was more my story. Yeah. My friends bailed me out. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry there, Katie. Interrupting you there. No worries. No worries. So funny. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. But you know what I mean. It's the same yes. exact thing, and that's, that's yes. I, I couldn't agree with you more. That that is a huge part of the. Um, I think it's a huge part of both the attraction to this kind of career opportunity for people with that kind of personality. Um, I mean, it's part of what makes it appealing in the first place is that you, you kind of have the power to make those calls yourself and, um, you know, you can experience the incredible thrill of making it over the finish line at the last possible second. <laughs> of course, don't, don't get me wrong. It's real nice when you make plan by like the sixth week of the quarter, but, but there is tremendous thrill in sitting there. And it's kind of boring. It, it kind of yeah. is. There's tremendous well, thrill it is boring in sitting there if it and pushing every, every app across, you know? So I, I will say <laughs> that um, one thing I know for a fact is that I hate losing way more than I like winning. And I think that I think that we're all probably a little similar when it comes to that because if I'm winning, I'm pretty quiet. You know, I can sit back and be out of it, and I don't care about you know recognition or anything like that. But if I'm losing, I'm like Cam Newton after the Super Bowl. Like I'm a big baby. Like I am loud. <laughs> I am. I'm annoying. I'm. I'm. I'm stupid. When I, I don't. You don't even correctly. like yourself. Yeah. No. I'm gonna, the same way, Craig. It's just. It's. It's not fun. No. no. I don't like to lose no. at all. I'll no. lose. I don't, I don't sleep when I'm losing at all. It, it it gets to me. Like when I win, I'll be the quietest person, just just chilling, just relaxing. But I hate to lose, man. It's bad. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. There's for sure. <laughs> sickness. Oh man, I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Katie, what else? I mean, um, you know. I think your story can speak to so many people, and I just want to thank you so much for getting on here and having so the courage much. to tell it. There's so many, you know, moms out there going through or in the exact same situations that you were in, and hopefully we can spread the word to get people some belief. And, and what we always say is that this podcast can help one person change their life, and it's it's worth doing it every week for sure. So um, what's anything else that you would like to add or you'd like to say or, or just the floor is yours? Um. Yeah, I guess, I guess for me, it really all comes back to kind of my, my closing comments in my story, which is um, if you're in that place, find your home and be willing to believe in yourself again. And if you see someone who's there, be their belief, um, love them through that ugly place and, and help to pull them out. That's awesome. Awesome. That's Put awesome. the hurricane shutters on, buckle down and, and ride through the storm. There right? you go. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Katie, where can the listeners find you if they want to connect with you um, or, or, you know, social media yeah, or anything absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, um, and I love LinkedIn. I'm on there a lot, so it's an easy place to connect. Um, and uh, I'm also wide open. I'm always open, um, and that's such a great thing about our culture, but I'd be happy to connect with someone pretty much any way. Um, I can even, I'd be even be happy to take an email at hjohnson at coloniallife.com. Yes, the H, not Katie. Isn't that fun and confusing? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to connect with anyone. So, and like you said, you know, if, if anybody, um, whether that's somebody who's already a part of our internal team here at Colonial Life or someone who just happens to scroll by this on LinkedIn or somewhere else, um, here's something that gives them a reason to believe in themselves again and have hope that things can be great. And that, that means we've spent this morning very well. That's right. And I know one thing about Katie Johnson is absolute fact is you always put others before yourself and even to a fault sometimes. So I can back you up on saying that I know if anybody from anywhere ever tried to contact you, I know you would stop what you're doing to try to help them. So speaks volume for your character, girl. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're a phenomenal person, Katie. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you awesome. guys very much. Thank you for yes. doing this. I know it. I know it's touching a lot of people. So kudos to you for taking the time to, to do this and to do it consistently. Well, it selfishly helps us a lot too. There's no doubt about it. So, um, pumps yeah, us up, pumps right. us up for sure. Fired up for sure. It's worth it. Um, but guys, my name is Craig Miller. Uh, visit our fusic.us uh, website or email us at fusic.us at gmail.com with your fusic story. Um, love seeing the stories that are coming in. If anybody has a, any type of fusic story or wants to ask, to answer a question or anything like that, just shoot us an email or visit our sites. We'll have some cold gear coming up on there soon, hopefully. But um, you can find me on LinkedIn or, or Facebook. The same here, Craig, and, and I'd like to get a shout-out to uh, No Shave November for any lazy guys out there who hate to shave but also want to put put to a good cause. Oh, yeah. So I've got I don't my know, beard Craig rocking is, this morning, baby. Nice. Good. <laughs> good. All right. Sounds good, guys. Have a great one, everybody. Right. TJ signing out. Bye-bye. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.